You're listening to episode 100 of Beyond the Reef podcast. Yay! All right, I got that out of the way. I just realized it kind of came up. It snuck up and I didn't plan for any type of big celebration just because I think I'm more into celebrating the years rather than the number. I don't know. Um, but I just want to jump into today's episode. So thank you for being here. Now, in a million different ways. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about our codependency, especially when it comes to our audience. And yes, I am talking your audience online, but I'm also talking about the people who view you, who know you, who are in your circle of influence in real life as well. And in a million different ways, you're going to hear some type of version of this, of who cares what they think, or do you, you'll be judged no matter. And yes, and also, there is something we rarely talk about, and that is a codependency we may have with our potential clients, with our present and our future clients. Say what? Yeah. So consider this a loving wake-up call, as it was definitely one of mine to stop letting people-pleasing ways get in the way of you showing up fully this year for all that is on your heart, for all that is to come, and for everything that is already in your path. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Beyond the Reef Podcast, a show dedicated to the driven island woman who has checked all the boxes and still feels like something is missing. I am your hostess, Uilani Tevanga, a wife, a mother, a wahine embodiment mentor and intuitive business coach with over a decade in mentoring female entrepreneurs to source freedom and fulfillment from within. I believe the freedom that brings so many to entrepreneurship is multidimensional and it expands into new levels the deeper we get to know ourselves. Consider this show that invitation. What does the reef represent in your own life? Regardless of the stage you are in with your business, imagine if you were able to unlock greater levels of abundance from within, that it was no longer dependent on just what you do, but how you amplify the truth of who you already are. Through open conversations around feminine embodiment and business, emotional mastery, spirituality, and a reclamation of pleasure, oh yeah, we're going there. We will explore the most powerful resource you have, yourself. You're about to go beyond the barriers you think are keeping you stuck. It's time to awaken the mana within so we can go beyond the reef. So I want to ask you a question. How do you receive abundance? And today, I also want to be really tapping into money. How do you receive money? Are you open to being paid? Are you open to the ways in which it comes? Or are you very attached to the linear way in which you think money comes into your life to then support you living in an abundant reality? These are really big questions that I honestly will fumble through over and over again. 
And while I look at money so differently because of a trauma-informed lens, because of an indigenous lens, because of a woman lens, and I see so much of these money mindset people out there bypassing all this stuff, I want you to know I understand. And at the same time, I do not want to see more and more of our people having to move away from our homelands. And that is a perspective I will take as financial activation is so important. It is not just this island perspective of like, but more, but more, but more, but it is to hold the things that are really near and dear to our heart. Okay. So that's what I want to talk about, especially when I'm going to talk about money, but I want to ask the question, are you even open to it? Are you attached to the form? right? Are you attached to the form in which it enters? Are you attached to the person or the people or the place in which it comes from that you are saying no to the flow that is already available right now? So here's the deals. I even struggle, right, to talk about abundance like I had already shared because I think about how will people interpret that? Is that not right? Is it acceptable? Is it sound too worldly? Does it sound very capitalist? God forbid, I'm a spiritual woman. Or am I a spiritual woman? Holy shit, never mind. I'm not talking about it. And never mind, I'll just, you know, talk about growing your Instagram, right? But really, this is how fast our prefrontal cortex, the most unsexy part of our brain, processes when we have created a people-pleasing life. And I shared about that on prior episodes about healing the good girl. And I honestly see that this is a lifetime of work, especially when it became the way in which you learn survival in the world. So allow me the spaciousness to get it wrong, okay? Abundance is really about having all that is this very moment, no matter what the account says. But it is not saying don't focus on making money, like quote unquote, a lot of spiritual people will say. And I'm also talking about religious, right? I was raised that to be poor was actually really noble and you are supposed to be enduring life and that oh I don't have money but I all these stories that I was like okay and they were so conflicting right so from a loving non-judgmental place right you go ahead and make your own conclusion we all got deep money wounds anyways all right I believe that wealth and abundance is a part of wholeness And when we are lacking in this area, right? Like when we we are great at what we do and we help humanity and we're in service to our purpose, but we leave out the money part and we block ourselves from being open to different avenues of abundance, we are actually very fragmented in our well-being. I don't want to debate this. I am just asking you to make your own conclusion on this from a loving, non-judgmental place, right? From, from the humans around you. So going back to this aha I had, this had to do with offers. 
and I was reflecting on my year prior as most of us have been doing and I realized that I got a ton of emails and, and I like I've been sharing I have gotten clients through the podcast that that was a wasn't the goal in the beginning but it became this natural evolution of people coming to work with me and then I realized when I also would get inquiries for the network marketing business that I was doing that I you know I'm I'm still figuring out what I'm doing I am basically and have been a dark warehouse for my own reasons for necessary reasons and then also for reasons of wait people are ready and I'm saying okay come through and yet it's a like I liken it to like a dark warehouse like knock knock is anybody there Is there a place for you to sign up? Is there an offering that you can read through, right? Was I open to that or was I so fixated on, well, this is how I know how to make money and this is how I've always done it and I'm a promoter of other people's businesses and I can sell plug and play type of things. But then to be open in my own life, I realized that this big part of abundance was having an open warehouse and we have very many conflicting stories of like you should just have one thing so you don't confuse people and as a again multifaceted person why right like there's so many things that I can offer and yet I allow this people-pleasing ways of I don't want to confuse people. I don't want to seem like I just want to have money and all these stories when in actuality, I can serve you in so many different capacities. And so see yourself in that conversation. It really is about our openness to receive. That's why I asked, are you open to abundance? Are you open to receive? This year, And every year, because we have multiple streams of income in our home, some years they will take different precedences and some will be expanding and others will be shrinking and some will be completely dissolving. And it's just our willingness to be open to the flow of staying in our highest truth, honoring our values as a family and honoring our evolution as individuals so I'm talking about me and my husband obviously one of the barriers that will come up in entrepreneurship in real time over and over again and I've learned this through those who have raised their hand to come and work with me as they say I want to build a business or I want to grow my business but I don't want to sell I don't want to sound salesy I don't do sales I don't want to be a like that person right And it reaffirms to me how I'm not actually called to teach business. I'm hearing the conversation behind the conversation. And that is that I am here to lead you through the shit beneath that all those stories that says you can't sell and selling is bad and you can't actually have what you want because you're not willing to blah, blah, blah. Like, so cutting through the outside noise, cutting through your, you know, I don't want to say colonized, I don't say that word a lot lately, Um, conditioned ways. It's just understanding that there is a codependency that is happening. And I can see that because I also have lived through that. And often it will show up and it shows up in the form of business. Like 
so many of us desire confidence, right? Like, I just want to desire confidence. And if I was confident, then I could sell like that or share my shit or do those things. And I'm only swearing because I'm trying to be a little more tough love and, you know, love you back into yourself, okay? A barrier that comes up in entrepreneurship is when we make bold moves or when we name our price or when we declare our next step or our next part of our evolution. Because I know girls like that sell physical products that should actually be writing books and speaking on stages. And they're like, but people only know me to sell a certain thing. And I talk with them and I'm like, you're so much more than that. But where is the codependency that if you leave the ideals that others have had about you, like you're only this one thing and you challenge them, to say, no, I'm actually all of this, right? Like you owe them some kind of PR press release or you owe them some kind of apology letter, right? Like you owe, but we owe nothing to people who will never ever leave their scarcity corner, who will never leave the confines of what they think life should be and how you should be showing up because they are too frightened to move out of their own box, right? Everyone says, I don't want to live in a box, but damn, as soon as someone else wants to move their box, that's when you're going to see it's going to mirror back to you. Wait, am I actually living in my own box, right? So check, check ourselves when we're starting to judge other people. Anyways, so we may not be aware of this, right? How much are people pleasing ways hold us back from what we desire, because we actually feel really, really comfortable. It feels good. It feels good to be comfortable, right? Like we know what to expect. We know what to expect that people like us, that people are like, okay, I can get on board with that. Okay, I'll invest a little money with you. Like, okay, I'll support what you've got going on. Like it feels good to have control over the perception of what other people think of us. Ooh. Okay, so let's get into the juicier part of this. We actually self-abandon ourselves and our mission and our expansion when we get comfortable and complacent in controlling the ways in which people do or don't feel about us. We feel absolutely safe in not ruffling feathers and making sure we have the approval of those that we really want the approval of. And we self-abandon time and time again for the comfort of others. So, yeah, you know, when we when talk about, oh, what, let me share with you how to post and how to follow up. Like, will you do it your way? Will you actually even follow through often? No, because often, as much as we say we don't care, we absolutely cannot get over the fact of, Will I be alone? We have this codependency. And yeah, my husband and I, you know, we have, and I'm going to bring this back in real time. The story is that we have a business in Hawaii and 90% of that comes from tourism. And I'll say, and I could say, you know, oh, but people will think it's, not ethical people will the scholars in the community will judge us and sell that, say that we're sellouts or we're capitalists or i could come up with a million stories but that's all it is 
It's stories. And guess what? They have, and I give them that full autonomy over their story. I have learned to be unattached to the stories of what others think. Because we continue blessing families with meaningful and consistent work. We are anchored in our values. We are actually not sellouts. We are here to serve and circulate money in our own communities. We give far beyond. And other than that, I do not want to give explanations. I don't give explanations. This is just an example of what I'm sharing. So in any industry that you're a part of, and I want you to hear this part, there will always be those who think, ugh, for example, me with coaching. $500 for a coaching session is gross. Like, girl, you should be ashamed of yourself. Who do you think you are? But what am I going to do? Make an apology letter? Throw down my six-figure receipts of not just money made, but invested in my own personal growth. So then they think, oh, you are worthy of that. Oh, you do give massive transformations. Oh, no. I'm going to allow for the space to be unattached to how people do or don't think of me. Some of those people won't even buy a $25 book because it is cheaper to wait for it to become an audible or become an ebook. You know, it's stories and it's theirs and it's fine. This is far beyond judging, right? Like, oh, people will judge you no matter. No, this is far beyond that. This is about releasing truly another barrier to what is not ours to hold. It is not ours to hold the opinions and generational stories from others around what they deem is okay for abundance or what is truly abundant. It is for new leadership to forge new pathways or and to call in people that are currently in our field up, call them up and out of their own codependency. Like we are calling out our own selves. Like I have called myself out. Like I may be calling you out in this. Some will come along with you on your journey as you evolve and grow. And some are just here for a season and you get to just be grateful for that because you grew and they grew no matter if it ended well or it didn't end well. A lot of people will listen, will never listen to my show again because one thing I said threw them off. I took myself out of the box that they unconsciously built for me and they will never come back. And I lovingly have blessed and released those people. And I just want to share that I am lovingly calling you back into yourself. I am not here to be nails, okay? We got to get uncomfortable though. We got to get uncomfortable with really leaning into our superpower as women of having non-linear ways in which abundance comes into our life. We can plan, we can make goals, we absolutely should be setting up systems and structures, but the way in which we receive money and abundance and friendships and growth is truly not up to us. If we are true co-creators in our life, we 
discount ourselves, right? We discount ourselves for the sake of others. It's the same as someone telling you, like, stay right there, stay right there where you are, little girl, right? Little girl. But you playing a bigger game is going to make people uncomfortable. And it's like, we unconsciously say, oh, but I'm actually responsible for their feelings, And it actually feels good for me, right? To feel in control of this. So in a million different ways, let this be the year that you really do what you want. Charge what you feel is pono. Speak and evolve from your heart and your experiences and allow that spaciousness for others. And before the episode ends, I thought it was really important for me to give you some tangible things through either mindset or things that you can put into practice. Like you're a smart, incredible human. You can figure out ways in which to put these into place. But I just want to share that there are a few tips, you know, that I have worked through with my codependency with people that I have worked with or can you know will work with in the future that I'm like oh people are watching me online or listening to my podcast like I hope it's okay and I have to just go oh self-check what is true for you okay so number one create a self-care ritual why do I talk about rituals why do I not just say habits because they're much greater than habits they become part of your soul care It's foundational in your life. It is just like habit or is it a ritual, right? That's a foundation. Number two is listening to your intuition. This is hard when in a world that is so loud and everybody has a million different ideas of how you shouldn't and shouldn't do. I saw this really funny reel on Instagram and I was cracking up. There's this guy sitting down, you might have seen it, to eat eggs. And then people are like, oh, eggs are going to kill you. And then someone, he sat down to eat oatmeal. Like, oh, oatmeal is this. And then he sat down to like have broccoli. And everyone, oh, broccoli is this. And it's just like, do what you want, right? Like listening to your intuition and for your own life and your own body, it's a skill. So I like to practice this by deleting outside noise and creating from my own soul first before I go out and consume anybody else's ish, right? Number three, begin to set better boundaries. I feel like I talk about boundaries. I hear people like, I'm boundaries, boundaries. Boundaries is not just cutting people out. Sometimes that that includes that, right? But it's deciding what is really, really important and crucial to you right now and letting that be okay when you get pushback because you're going to get pushback. People are not going to understand, especially if you are one of those who have been like, whatever you need, call me anytime, whatever, here you, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I'm you, okay, I know, and, you know, for the, especially for the first time, when the first time people hear you say no, be ready for the shock and the retaliation almost of like, how dare you hold yourself through that? Number four is get selfish. You are probably raised to overextend and that service is godliness and service is why we're here. And I honestly think that the greatest service, not I think, like what I've come to learn is that the greatest service I can give to humanity is my highest evolution of my soul's purpose. 
and I won't ever reach that if I don't give myself the space, the time, the clarity, the devotion to become who I'm truly meant to be if I'm in constant servitude to everybody else's needs. So get selfish. Seriously, take the focus off of others. Yep, even your own family. Oh my goodness, all you mamas out there, your babies will be so much more loved if you can come from a place that is so well resourced and full. And then number five, practice non-attachment. You know, there is a meditation that I love to return to over and over again, and it's called Sit Around the Fire from Ram Das. You can check it out on Spotify, or I'll link it in the show notes. Um, all the external forms are lovely, he says, right? But it's really time for us to see ourselves and that we're not who we actually thought we were. And it's a big part of why I no longer say, I'm a six-figure business owner, or I'm a this, you know, this, is this, all these things. Like, if I was none of those things, would people still come to work with me? If I didn't have a title, would still people listen to me, right? And this has been the work of what I truly desire is that people can feel my heart and that we align in that way. When we say we want authenticity, without the labels, that's how I feel we'll find our authenticity. If you never knew what I have accomplished, would you even be here? Some of you, yeah. And those are the people that I know that I'm aligned to work with and support. And another thing is we really are allowed to let go of all the things we've done. You know, like there's there's been so much evolution in my entrepreneur journey and so many people that I've had to leave behind and practicing non-attachment is not about being flighty how some people will say oh you gotta make up your mind it's definitely not about that it's understanding that there is a greater pool in your life to keep evolving and you might come back to this linear mindset right it's what we've been ingrained in go to school for 12 years go to college pick your one career stay there for 40 years no one ever tells entrepreneurs that hey every couple years you might expand to the next thing and then make more money as you do the next thing and the next thing and you're going to pick up skills in different industries that's going to help you to the next thing i mean some of the greatest entrepreneurs i've ever ever learned from um they've had 15 businesses right like they've they've failed or they've shifted and they've evolved and they don't regret any of that And so I just want to have you practice non-attachment. Some of you just are like so in love with what you're doing right now. And and I'm so here for that. And I cheer you on and you want to just continue scaling into that. And that is beautiful too. Practice non-attachment with the people that come in and out of that. Come in and out of your business. Come in and out of your mentorship. Come in, in and out of your life as you scale, as you grow. You know, they... This whole episode is just really about letting go of the outcomes. We as codependent business owners, as codependent people that are healing from these people-pleasing ways, we're manipulators. And you probably are like, what? I'm not a manipulator. But yeah, we kind of are. 
when we are a little bit too kind and we oblige a little bit too much and we say yes all the time and when we really want to say no and we really want to speak our truth but if you ever found yourself over giving over sharing over explaining overstaying it's time to come back in to yourself and you can do this as many times as you need to just know that i hope that this has served you and that liberation sometimes i think that word is so loaded and we're like i'm just gonna be liberated and like oh, be in my full drippy self and honestly it's this minimal practices every single day that takes you into a step forward deeper deeper into your own heart and expansion so Please let me know if this helped you in any way, big or small. I want you to know that you're so loved. And I know that this season of great expansion is going to come when we are patient with ourselves. So that is my hope for you, my sis. I hope that we would just all loosen our grips a little bit more on the how and be who we're truly meant to be. And only you will know that. And I will see you on the next episode. Mahalo for tuning into the show today. If you loved what you heard and know that this may uplift and inspire another wahine in your life, it goes a long way when you take 30 seconds and leave me a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts. I truly love it when you screenshot, post, and tag me on Insta at uilanitewang. It helps me in my mission of serving as many women as possible. Individually, we are one drop, but together we are one ocean. And if you would like to connect and learn more about my services and mentoring, check out the show notes below or head to gobeyondthereef.com so I can support you further. There's so much goodness coming your way, my sis. Now get out there and show the world how amazing you are.